So we're recording. Is that recording? We're ready to go. So, how did you end up here? This is Blank on Blank, where lost interviews come to life. Distributed by the public radio exchange, PRX.org. I'm David Gerlach. Okay, cue the tape. This is Rodney King. He was interviewed by phone in April 2012. And just so blessed that the camera was on me that, that night. I am so blessed that camera was on me that night. Rodney King, of course, talking about that night in March 1991 when he was pulled over by police in Los Angeles after a high-speed chase. Officers proceeded to beat King with batons while he laid on the ground. The entire spectacle was secretly recorded from a nearby building, and that video went viral all across the country. And this was in the days before the internet and YouTube. And as you might remember, this incident eventually sparked the L.A. riots, which were some of the worst the country has ever seen. Rodney King was not a person that many people had interviewed. Bobby Booker is a senior lifestyle reporter for the Philadelphia Tribune. It's the oldest continuously published African-American newspaper in the country. And she spoke with Rodney King when he was promoting his autobiography. It turned out to be one of the last interviews that he ever did. So I called his home. He was in his kitchen overlooking the pool that he would eventually be found dead in several weeks later. And he was pouring himself a beverage to chat with me. When you speak to people who are in the public eye, they sort of know how to hit their mark. They're almost always saying the same old thing. Rodney King, on the other hand, kind of surprised me. I was struck by how average Joe he really seemed to be. He was just a regular guy who had gone through an extraordinary set of circumstances and was still trying to come to grips with the direction that his life had taken him. I found a person who was a reluctant, famous individual who was really juggling how to deal with fame and family and simply himself. I just want to say, you know, can we can we all get along? Can we can we get along? Um, For me, those words have worked, and that's just how I was raised. I've been uh, challenged to fight for saying, "Can we all get along?" I've had people say, "They want, I want to kick your ass when that happens." Excuse my language. They said, "I wanted to beat you. I wanted to hurt you bad, man." When you said that. Have you come to a sense of forgiveness about the men that were involved in in the, their assault of you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. You know, it took me some time to realize that in order for you to grow, you're going to have to forgive these guys because uh, that's just how I, what I've kind of learned over the years. If God can forgive us, it's who am I to hold a grudge? you got to leave it in his hands. Whenever the time comes, law of retribution will catch up with him. You tend to stay on the radar with reality shows, and you've talked about your struggles with addiction, and you've really laid your life to bear. So what's coming up next after the book? Well, I just really appreciate being an American Negro, and I know the struggle that the American Negro has went through over the years to be here still alive. 
and I can look back and see the events that have occurred before me and that have occurred after my situation. And, and I'm truly a blessed person, a blessed Negro American to be alive here. And I get chills up and down my body today at the age of 47, just knowing that I survived all these years as a black man. You know, and I know I haven't been an angel over the years and everything, but I ain't been the worst person either. It's very interesting to hear your use of the word uh, Negro. Is that embracement or just, you know, maintaining in, you know, the old folk style or, or what? Uh, just like holding on to my heritage. <laughs> <laughs> holding on to my heritage. And it's the first way I know how. And the first way I know how as Negro American, a lot of work went into that. It's a lot of pain and life-taking time that went on over the years. That's on my birth certificate. So I'd like to hang on to that one. African-American is cool, but I, I like my Negro-American because of the, the work, the marches, the deaths, the whipping, the release of slavery. All that belongs to the Negro-American. Before you call me African-American, I want my credit as a Negro-American person. I don't know how it's going to go about at the end, but I'm, I'm definitely working on every day on earning my respect as a Negro-American here in this country. Now, I mentioned that Rodney King gave this interview around the time his memoirs came out, and I thought it was fascinating to hear him explain why he put his story down on paper. And remember, this was just weeks before he died. I thought it would be good so my grandkids and my kids could have something that they could read in close to my words. It was very important for me to have my words out there in a book so my grandkids and my kids can read it for themselves. You know, and then if they ever see it on, on tape or anything like that, which they will. Special thanks to Bobby Booker for bringing us this interview. Read all of her work at thephillytrib.com. Amy Drozdowska produced this blank on blank with me. Our sound logo comes to us from Jeffrey Allen Jones. And for all the journalists listening, we want to hear your lost interviews. So drop us a line to interviews at blankonblank.org. Blank on Blank is distributed by the Public Radio Exchange, prx.org. That's all for now. I'm David Gerlach. Keep listening.